It's spring. And in Houston, when we think about enjoying the weather, lots of us think about Herman Park. Today, I'm talking with producers Dina Kasba and Farrell Gibbs about our city's oldest park. And, just maybe, our favorite. It's Thursday, March 24th, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. All right, Farrell. Hey, Lisa. Dina, let's talk about Herman Park. Dina, tell me about this kite festival. Oh, yes. I'm so excited that they're bringing it back. It's been canceled for the last two years because of COVID. But on March 27th at Herman Park from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., that's a full day, y'all, people will be able to go fly their kites. You know, there's going to be food trucks, face painting. So this will be their seventh annual festival, kite festival. Oh, cool. It seems like that's that should have been something that, uh, what you know, that could have gone on. I mean, not not saying anything to second guess, but like outdoors, <laughs> you know. Um, mm. But then they wouldn't have had like, you know, the face painting, all the food trucks. Maybe that's right. why yeah. they were like, let's right. not do it. Yeah, I understand. But that. I guess people feel a little bit more comfortable now. Yeah. Being able to like have people paint things on their face or their kids' face. <laughs> and also I saw they're gonna have bands. They're like, gonna have music. Marching yeah. bands. Music. And yeah. people were afraid of, you know, COVID germs being blasted through the bell of a tuba. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I mean stuff like yeah. that is a thing that's yeah, huge. Yeah. That we've been figuring out. So <laughs> But it matters a lot to Houston because like Herman Park is just really important in Houstonians' hearts. It's very mm-hmm. vivid to us. And so to see it having events again is just a little extra heartwarming. Yeah, I agree. I love Herman Park. One of the things I loved was going to the Miller Outdoor Theater and having little picnics with friends and just listening to any sort of classical music that's showing that night. And it's free, you know, like you just show up. The free part is very important. Exactly. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's the best part. Not in the hill. That Miller Park Hill is one of the only hills that most Houstonian kids ever see. And so yeah. rolling down the grass is a big part yeah. of kid lives. And the train. The train's yeah. also really fun. Farrell, didn't you say you love that train? Well, every time I walk by that train, it comes with all these happy kids and adults on it. And I get, <laughs> I get nostalgic. There was this tiny park my mom used to take me to when I was a kid. That park was nothing like Herman Park. It was maybe like five <laughs> acres or so, but it had this little train that would run around. And she let me ride it as many times as I want and annoy the conductor and everything. But like oh. when, I'm, when I see that train in Herman Park coming, you never see a sad person riding on on that train. One of the interesting things is the park is big enough that it kind of makes sense to have a train that you can get on and off. (laughs) You know, most parks are not that big. This was part of what was planned with Herman Park way back when. And weren't Mm. you looking at the history of it, Farrell? I was. Mm -hmm. It's 108 years old, started in May of 1914. Uh, Houston real estate investor George Herman deeded it to the city of Houston, 285 acres. And since then, it has grown to 445 acres. There's a golf course was built in 1922. And incidentally, that was the first public golf course in America that welcomed all races. Uh, and then 1968, what you were just referring to, Dina, was the construction of the Miller Outdoor Theater. And now, you know, they're still adding things. Just a month ago, they broke ground on the McWilliams Dog Park. 
And, uh, and I also saw 6 million people a year visit the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, okay, so back in 1914, like this giant chunk of land was just out in the middle of cow pastures, right? But now it's in the middle of what feels like the center of Houston. You know, mm-hmm. the Texas Medical Center is on one border. You've got Rice University across the street. It's on a rail stop. Um, it, it's, that's part of what makes it so amazing to have green space right there in the middle of the city. It's definitely like the bustling part of town. You know, it's never quiet out there. So having this as like a little quiet spot, because also so close to the med center where you're always hearing sirens, <laughs> it's like a little <laughs> escape, you know? <laughs> Didn't you liken it the other day to Central Park, Lisa? It's a lot in concept like Central Park. It's that sort of mm-hmm. old school Beaux-Arts green heart of Houston. It is Houston Central Park, I think is how people talk about it. It's a destination that people come to from all over town. Which is why parking sucks. I freaking get so angry (laughs) about the parking. Like you can spend an hour just driving around looking for parking. And sometimes you'll even wait and like follow a person out. But then another person will steal your spot. See, I have a problem with those people that steal the the parking spots that you're waiting for. So that's my, I love Herman Park. I think it's incredible and amazing. But if there's one thing that I feel like they really got to figure out, it's the parking situation. Yeah, but like this is one of the problems in all of Houston as we are getting denser because people like you, Dina, are driving to the park. You didn't take the train. You could have. This is the best connected park in town. That's true. You know, you didn't take an Uber. Definitely not. <laughs> you didn't bike. It has bike paths that connect up. All the way from A-Leaf? I'd be scared. Yeah, okay. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had company come right before the pandemic, and we were so excited. We're going to take them to the Houston Museum of Natural Science. And I think it was a Friday afternoon early. Which is, just so people know, it's in Herman Park, like the zoo. It is inside Herman Park. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, we had gone once before, and there wasn't anyone there. We walked right in. But this time we happened to go, and there was a line of cars just to get into the parking lot. I don't know how long it was. Yeah. And we never went. We had to leave. You know, we, we, we yeah. couldn't go. That sucks. See, that's the, that's the problem. Like, I remember when I tried to go to the zoo once, the line itself, like to get in the zoo, once you've even parked, that was like an hour and a half long. And it's just like at that point, you've wasted three hours of your day not doing anything, just trying to do something. Yeah, but like, I don't want them to pave the park for parking. I oh, want true. Park. Yeah. I want green true. space, you know, and I think they're struggling with that. You know, they built that parking garage for the Natural Science Center. I don't know, Natural Science Museum some years back. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of go up for a while. But, yeah. you know, I think they're hoping that more Houstonians will figure out ways other than cars to get there. Mm-hmm. Because as the city's population grows, there is so much more demand for green mm-hmm. space. Everybody wants to go there. I think figuring that out would be interesting. Like, how would they get, like, let's say the suburbs of Sugarland or Aleve? You know, will they consider them when they think of, you know, how to get people from the suburbs into it? Or is it just going to be thinking of inner 610 loop people? You know, how far are they going to try and stretch this ability to make people, yeah. you know, use public transportation instead of their own cars? I don't know. Right. That's that's a big problem for the whole region. That's But, you know, Herman Park cannot control that. I wish they could so that they can make it easier for me to get there. <laughs> 
<laughs> Y'all, this whole topic of Herman Park has quickly turned into parking. <laughs> That's true. As everything in Houston does. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're we're trying to grow, but it's, yeah. I don't know. I guess we are growing. We're trying to become a city where you can get around faster. So I know that Herman Park is like making itself even more attractive. So it's going to attract even more visitors, which, you know, brace yourself, Dina, means it'll probably get even harder to get to. I know. Ugh. <laughs> so they broke ground last month on that McWilliams dog park, which, you know, my dog and I are very excited about. <laughs> but, you know, that looks like a great dog park. And it's... You know, back there in that part that they're calling the commons, um, sort of next to the medical center, they've been planting native plants and trees for a while. And, you know, so it's already become a nicer place for people from the medical center to take a walk. And then the thing that is really going to excite people is that, you know, whiz bang playground they are working mm -hmm. on. So that one is going to have like a giant rocket ship slide and the snake. Oh, that, that, oh the snake. The thing that's going to have a snake. Okay, what, what do you mean by the snake? Talk about, describe that it, thing. It's an artist rendering on the master plan, but basically there's uh -huh. a bunch of joyful kids playing in the body of a snake. And there's a, I don't know that it's a- <laughs> Like a, an actual snake. A big, no, huge not a, not snake. Not a real one. No, not a real one. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like a, the equivalent of the wooden roller coaster at a Six Flags. This is a wooden- <laughs> snake <laughs> but the, disturb the the disturbing thing about the image is that yeah there are all these kids are running through the body of the snake but it's also built up against some reeds and brush and mm -hmm. woods and they're playing in that too so the whole thing looks very snaky to me <laughs> i mean so they've, they've got that and then they talked about having you know an old school playground so they're giving kids the option of you know, playing around with something new and modern. But then it's like, if you want to stick to the old school, you know, the swings, the colored play sets, all that, you get that option too, which is pretty cool. So y'all, what is your favorite spot in the park? Dina, you go first. Uh, it has to be the Japanese garden. I love it so much. Um, I just love that it's, it's kind of secluded. It's got its own little entrance. And, you know, not a lot of people are hanging around there. And if they are, they're just kind of taking a stroll. You can take a book there, turn off your phone, like turn off the world and read. And it was, you know, the garden was designed by a world-renowned landscape architect, Ken Nakajima. And so everything he used in there is like natural. It's like real rocks. It's real wood. It's basically this feeling of serenity right when you walk in. And that's like my go-to spot. Yeah. Farrell, what about you? Well, I had marked down that train because uh -huh. for two reasons. One, it, it really it really does strike a nostalgia in me. And and another thing though is that I'm still learning. I'm still le I haven't seen a concert at night. I mean, that sounds so alluring to me, but I haven't seen a concert at night. So there there's a lot of the park that I haven't explored yet. But one more thing I'll say. Uh, you mentioned it up top. I love when you're coming up on it from the city, just how it opens up and it's, it is this beautiful, lush, green area. And the feeling that you get when you see it, it looks like something special as you're coming up on it. Yeah. So I was thinking about it, and I think the parts that I love most are the ones where you really get to do a lot of people watching. 
Um, <laughs> you know, and there's several of those. So, the, you know, there's that plaza outside the zoo. There's like a great sort of area near the lake. There, the McGovern Gardens um, is also good because you get a lot of like weddings and drama there. But, mm. you know, I love seeing just this vast array of Houston that's there. You've got all ages. You've got all races. You know, people, sometimes I see, like, people in, like, cocktail attire, and, you know, usually they're in shorts, but it just feels like this place where everyone goes, and I love that. Mm. Nice. I say take a book. Lisa says go people watch. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want anybody there because they will take your parking space, and I like those people. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, y'all. Thank you, Lisa. This was great. Farrell, what else is going on around Houston? Thank you, Lisa. Well, this seems to be an appropriate news topic for today's show. The Houston Museum of Natural Sciences Twitter account tweeted publicly to Twitter customer support this week saying, quote, the world-renowned science museum in Houston cannot get verified on Twitter. We've reached out in the past, too. Weird system, Twitter. Now, to be verified on Twitter means that Twitter has taken steps outside of Twitter to ensure that you are the organization or the person that you say you are. And when they verify that, they will certify your account by giving your page what people call the blue check mark, a graphic you may have actually seen on someone's Twitter page, a celebrity, an organization, or a well-known politician. For whatever reason, after multiple attempts by the Houston Museum of Natural Science, they have been declined for verification once again. A bunch of people commented under this tweet, conveying their outrage on behalf of the museum, but none were funnier than user Andrew Klein, who gave the museum his best piece of advice. Have you tried showing Twitter your dinosaurs? That's it for today. If you liked what you heard, please take a second. Rate us on your podcast app. We'll talk with you tomorrow. Yeah, Dina is out grumping me.